Welcome back, everyone, to episode five of the Popcorn Podcast. My name is Tommy Cresta. I am your host. This week's episode, we'll be going over some movie news, and then we'll be getting into the review of the very highly anticipated Suicide Squad made by James Gunn. This week, I have a very special guest with me, my one of my longest friends, Sean Molesky. Sean, how you doing? Doing great, Tom. I'm, I'm just happy I could finally get on the podcast. It's going to be a great time. Yeah, super excited. So, we actually had, like... Going into the week, I was like, man, there's no movie news besides the Suicide Squad. But in the last three days, we've gotten tons of stuff going. So first off, I want to get into Venom 2, which is I think we're both super excited for. Oh, yeah, no doubt. No doubt. And with that film, it was supposed to come out in September, but due to all the Delta variant, all this COVID stuff. Yeah. Venom 2 has now been delayed to October 15th, which kind of stinks because like I want to see it. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, it makes sense. They want to make some money off of it, seeing that the Suicide Squad only made $26 million, which I get it was on HBO Max, but still, like, Venom 2, it's probably, I think it's like a $175 million budget. Oh, yeah. You don't want to take a $100 million. Yeah, you got to make sure you get it. that money back. Especially when it's a character that everyone's been waiting to see on screen. Oh, yeah. Especially all, our group. Oh, we've yeah. all been waiting to see Carnage on the screen. For years, yeah, no doubt. So seeing the trailer, seeing how excited it is, looks great. I, I understand the whole delay behind it, but still some upsetting news. Still super excited to see the film. Woody Harrison, probably my favorite casting. I think he was perfect for the role. But yeah, that's Venom 2. Sadly, has been delayed for the fifth time in the last month. It keeps going back week by week, which is kind of upsetting. The first delay was two days. <laughs> it was like just two days. I was like, what's the point of that? Yeah, seriously. And then they delayed it a week, and I was like, oh, here we go again. Yeah, but, seriously. So, so it starts. Yeah, so Venom 2 has been delayed to October 15th, but at least we're still getting to see it in the movies. Like, movies are starting to open back up. Yeah, can actually uh, go back to the theater, have that whole experience once again, because after COVID, it's definitely going to hit different. Yeah, like, I find, I got to go see, uh, I went and saw Old the other day, that new Emily Shyamalan oh, yeah. movie. I don't recommend it to anyone. Don't don't go watch it. But still, going back to the movie theaters, seeing in the theaters, it was a whole. It's a lot different than sitting in your basement watching it on HBO Max or any of the streaming yeah. services. It's just it's just different because you're like, oh, I'm back at the movies. Yeah, it's a, it, it's the experience. Yeah, which was like super exciting. But yeah, Venom Two delayed to October fifteenth, but still, still at least we're seeing in the movie theater. It hasn't been taken off theaters yet. Yeah, soon enough. Secondly, something that I was not expecting when I went on Twitter. Idris Elba is voicing Knuckles in Sonic 2. Oh my god. So, Idris Elba, I think at this point, I love him. I wanted him to be James Bond. Sadly, I didn't get, didn't get my wish for that one. But yeah, he just did Bloodsport in the Suicide Squad. Awesome. Killed it. Yeah, we'll get into that, but obviously... Yeah, we'll it. get into that, but Knuckles, I was not expecting... Of course, I really actually liked the first Sonic. I went and saw it, I was like... Didn't really have that high expectations, and then I was like, okay, this is actually like a fun movie. I'm going to enjoy this. Yeah, I've, I've heard great things, especially for like video game movies that oh. can usually, that uh, excuse me, that usually fall flat. Yeah, like video game movies are never good, and that Sonic like killed it, Like, and I really enjoyed it. I loved it, so I was pretty excited. Oh, stupid phone. Yeah. But yeah, Idris Elba will be voicing Knuckles. Very excited to see that, and I guess we'll move on to probably my... The news that's probably the biggest to me today is that Matt Reeves and Warner Brothers just announced the other day that we will be getting a second trailer for the Batman now. No in the way. next com- It could be this week or the next few weeks. They haven't made a full decision on it. But just getting more news out of this film, which has been delayed so many times since it's already... It should have came out twice already. 
Oh yeah. So knowing that, and you got to be a little, you got to be excited for it because we haven't gotten a solo Batman film since 2012, 2011 with The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, 2012. Because Ben Affleck didn't get one, and then now it's Robert Pattinson's turn. Yeah, but, now they're just cycling through all the Batman. Seems the best. <laughs> yeah, they're like, let's drop three Batman in 2022, and we'll just whoever does the best gets another solo yeah. film. Whoever makes the most money gets there. <laughs> whoever makes us a billion. Um, but no, I'm super excited. So I hope everyone who listens to this has went and watched the first trailer for the Batman. We've we've watched it multiple times. Multiple times. But yeah, I truly love the first trailer. I think it really with only twenty five percent of the film being done at the point that the trailer was released. You would have been like, this is like a whole movie is done. Yeah. Only one quarter of it. You would have thought it was ready for the public and they're just kind of wait and they're just kind of dangling. dangling yeah, they're just dangling over your head, head. But instead they were really just like, oh no, like this is only 25%. Just wait until you get the full 100%. Yeah. So, so it's going to be a trailer, not a teaser. So I'm expecting like a two minute trailer. And I hope to hear more Rob Pattinson's voice as the Batman because the little bit we got when he says I'm vengeance, I was like, yeah, that's my Batman right now. Yeah. <laughs> so that had me really excited, especially to see that we are going to get more info on this movie as it gets closer and closer to March, because this movie does release on March 4th of 2022. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I remember seeing during the teaser, they had the question marks yeah, in 2021. Because we all, everyone was like, okay, it's still going to come out. But then sadly, it wasn't able to come out in 2021. Yeah, but now I believe when I saw a photo that they changed the question marks back to two. Yeah, they it's just a, made it solid. Yeah, it's like 2022. And they just released it in Japan like a trailer. It's the same one. Yeah. But they edit it says spring. So, because Japan's uh, going to be a little bit behind on when their release is for it. But March 4th is the slated date for the Batman to premiere. But yeah, super excited. Probably my most anticipated film now because yeah. the next DC film coming out. And we'll talk about the most recent one in a little yeah, bit. Yeah, big trailer talk coming soon when that gets out, right? Yeah, so that's going to be a huge episode for me. But on something I know you're super excited to talk about. Yes, sir. Many Saints in Newark. After this film comes out, it is set to get possible sequels and spinoffs going into each character throughout the show of The Sopranos and characters that we meet in the Saints in New York. I personally have not finished The Sopranos yet. I know you love it. So love I'll, let you take the, I'll tell you, let you take the helm for this one. Yeah, so Many Saints of Newark, one of the big things I want to see, uh, for anyone who hasn't watched it, I'm not going to go into big spoiler talk, but there's an episode in The Sopranos where everyone deals with the fact that, like how Christopher's dad died, who who pulled the trigger, what was the reasoning, and at the ep- like during the episode, you think, oh, we know it's going to happen, blah, 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 and at the end, you're like, who was it really this guy? Yeah, like you never get a full answer on the question. So yeah. you're hoping to get that through yeah, that's, either this or something else. Yeah, that's it. the big thing I want to see from Many Saints in Newark. And as for like the possible sequels and spinoffs, I think this is going to really encapsulate Tony's come up into the mob. Yeah, that's... Soprano. And so, I mean... Yeah. Every, and the fact that they got his son to play him. Oh, perfect. I think that was like perfect for it. Even though the son has never... He hasn't done like anything yet like yeah, it's acting. not a handful of projects but nothing 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 this to big. this this yeah. is like a big deal so if he can if he can have a slither a slither yeah like a, the tiniest bit yeah of what his father could do like that charisma it, yeah, yeah that charisma just that energy you got when any time tony was in the room yeah you, you'll have it and i think you can do more with him if if this works if he's a good enough actor Absolutely. and i think you can keep going with him and work it up for a couple 
like you could do three movies of him growing to like be where he is. Yeah, no doubt. And as for the the sequels and spin-offs, there are other main characters like Paulie Walnuts, Silvio Dante, all those guys that served with Johnny Boy Soprano, who was Tony's dad, and yep. Uncle Junior. So I feel like a few more spin-offs could be something like we see even even older uh into the era of the mob. Yeah, like I, when yeah. they were all young. Yes. Yeah. See them come up, see see their loyalty, see who they they served with. You can even introduce a few more like awesome characters through that and obviously there are other characters you would like to see where they come from, like Carmela, Tony's wife. I yeah. feel like they're gonna cover that in this because she is related to Dickie Moltisan. Yeah, like I think that like I know like I watched I'm watching the Supremes. Yeah. I think going into her, going into her life and like how they meet and all that, I think that would be a perfect storyline. Yeah, really, really define their relationship because you know, like, th- like throughout the show, they say, "Oh, Christopher or Tony is Christopher's uncle." Yeah, but they're not related, and like obviously, it's explained. It's it's explained pretty well. It's The Sopranos. Yeah, but just to see that, I think would what would be completely different. You can kind of get more. You can really start to understand it and like see it, and it really sets with you. Yeah, but yeah, super excited about that. No doubt. Now these next three topics are pretty much going to move pretty quickly. Free Guy, which was supposed to come out two years ago, mm-hmm. just came out, is certified fresh at eighty-two percent with a audience score of ninety-five, and eighty-two percent for a movie about an NPC in a video game would never have guessed that that would have happened. Oh, never. But I love Ryan Reynolds. I'm going to go see this movie because I really, really like the whole concept behind it. Taika's in it. Love my boy Taika Waititi. Oh, yeah. Love everything he does. And anything Rita Ora. Yeah. Gotta give that man some props. (laughs) Can't go wrong. (laughs) But yeah, Free Guy is doing really well right now with critics. And it's killing with the audience. Awesome. Don't forget to make time to go see that. See what it's all about. Again, like you said, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, I can't awesome. see can't, haven't seen him as Deadpool in a while. Need him for something. Yeah, seriously. But uh moving on probably uh we got one more topic technically. But Margot Robbie joins Wes Anderson's new film alongside Tilda Swinton, Tom Hanks, Bill Murray, and Adrian Brody. I love Wes Anderson. I know he's not for everyone. I know people find his movies weird. Like my dad. My dad's not a big Wes Anderson guy. Yeah. I personally love every movie he's done. He's just got done the French dis- the French Dispatch, which I haven't gotten seen yet. I've but... heard amazing. Oh, everyone said it's about great. The French Dispatch, and it got like a nine minute standing ovation at the film at the Keynes oh. Music Movie Festival, which yeah. is super exciting. But I love Wes Anderson. Every one of his shots, it's like perfectly centered. Oh yeah, and yeah, I want. I always think I'm like, does Wes ever look at one of his movies and he's like, it's not centered. And it like <laughs> bothers when he can't sleep at night because of it's it. like that OCD. You're like, yeah, he's like, it's not perfect. Shot 12 was slightly astray. <laughs> the second minute in my first film was a little off-centered. And it's go, it bothers him to this day. No, I do a remake. <laughs> I got to remake all of his films now. But no, I love Wes Anderson. I love Margot Robbie. Oh, yeah. And Tilda Swinton's in every Wes Anderson movie. Tom Hanks has been in a couple. Bill Murray has done, I think this is his fifth. Mm-hmm. Adrian Birdie's done three, I'm pretty sure now. Oh, yeah. And they're all great actors. Oh, yeah. Great actresses. All, all top tier, all. I think every one of them. Yeah, everyone that I've named so far has been nominated for an Oscar. Oh, yeah. Margot Robbie has two. Till Swinton, one. Tom Hanks has one, of course. Bill Murray has been nominated. Andrew, Adrian Brody won for The Pianist. Pianist, yeah. A movie that I love. Not for, Again, 
I will only watch by once because super sad. Yeah, it's it's that movie you watch when you're you're ready for a heartbreak. Yeah, and then you're done. You're like, great, never watching it again. Yeah, that's no another movie like that. Have you seen Re- Requiem for a Dream? I have not. No, dude, that's a movie. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. I will never watch it again. It is heartbreaking. I highly recommend it to everyone. Yeah, give really, it a shot. Great movie, great movie. If you're in a good mood, do not put it on. <laughs> it will ruin the rest of your day. Sad. But great movie, and Jared Leto's in it, so great acting. Yeah. And lastly, I just want to take a quick moment to fa- thank my favorite Batman and wish him a happy birthday. Ben Affleck today turned 49 years old. Claps for that. Love you, Ben. Uh, super excited for him to don the cow one more time in the Flash film. Hopefully I get more, but right now I'm just happy he's in one film. Yeah. That's all that matters right now. But yeah, just wanted to take one last thing and say happy birthday, Ben Affleck, my favorite Batman, one of my favorite actors and directors right now. And now on to the main part of this episode. We will be reviewing The Suicide Squad, directed by James Gunn, starring Margot Robbie, Idris Elba, Sylvester Stallone. I have to go through this whole cast because this cast is insane. Yeah, Pete Davidson was in it. Pete Davidson, Nathan Fillion's in it. Yeah, it's... There's not enough good things we can probably say about the movie. John, we forgot John, John Cena. Cena. <laughs> uh, Danielle Melcher, who plays a uh, rat catcher. She was awesome. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Why is he not coming up? And, oh, Joe Kinnaman, Colonel Rick Flag, yep. one of my favorite characters. I, actually, before we get into this, I just want everyone to know this is a spoiler episode. So if you have not seen the film, I highly recommend you go watch it. It's on HBO Max for free or go see it in the movie theaters. Because you will also get the Batman trailer if you go see the movie theaters. But uh, but before you go, if, if you're dipping after the spoiler review, uh, or before it, excuse me. Oh, yes, give a little like. It's definitely worth watching. Just put a pin in it now. Go watch it as soon as you have the opportunity. We were just talking about movies that make you sad. This is going to be a movie that's going to lift you up. You're going to be thinking about it for days after and still laughing at the jokes. Oh, yeah. So you're I would so highly quotable. recommend no, because what me and Sean, me and you watched it together for the first time. Yep. And I'm gonna try and say a couple things without spoilers, so gives people a heads up. This movie, for a superhero movie, if I'm going, because I rate my movies out of a hundred normally. Yeah. When I do it out of a hundred, I rank it like differently. Like this is a superhero movie, so it won't be put against like Goodfellas. Oh yeah. So, when I ranked it, I put this at like a 94. Like, I thought it, it was probably one of my favorite superhero movies because. Superhero movies have a lot of plot armor, stuff like that. The writing's not always great. The yeah. writing in this was incredible. Oh yeah, it was. It was not the generic superhero movie formula you've been seeing lately. It's something new. It's something like, like even the first few minutes, you're like, "Wow!" After seeing that, I know anything. <laughs> Me and you and sat there and looked happen. at each other. We we're like, "What happened?" Really? But we'll get into that more when we can spoil some stuff. But uh, yeah, James Gunn wrote it, and I thought. There's one scene that Sean, you know, I'm talking about. There's a scene later on in the movie that we'll get to, and I think it's some of the best comic book. It's like one of my favorite superhero scenes, except for the interrogation scene, the Dark Knight. There's a whole confrontation. It's just great written. Me, you sat completely yeah. silent during the whole scene. It was one of the few scenes that was really just held up by dialogue in that movie. Yeah, there was no. It didn't need the action. Yeah, it didn't. didn't need, it was just. Yeah, there's no action anywhere else. You were just like, wow, like they they went from comedy, all this to serious drama where you're like who do i side with like, yeah like it was, on here? no but i just want to take one quick second to call call two people out right now yeah so you know the Ferrans. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. So they went and saw this the other day. And they were like, I think it was too bloody. And I, just so everyone knows, I love the friends. Ryan was on my first episode. Ryan loved it. Yeah, we've been friends with, with them our whole lives. Yeah. So. Love them to death before I say anything. <laughs> what did they expect? <laughs> it was yeah. rated R <laughs> yeah, it's... for intense, violent, and gore. Oh, yeah. And it's been... The intense, violent, and gore has been prominent throughout the... Like, throughout production. Like, James Gunn was like, hey... This is not... Do not take your family to see this. Like, this is gonna... He's like, limbs are getting blown off, and he was not lying. To say the least, yeah. Like, it's crazy. (laughs) But no, really love this movie. A quick synopsis synopsis of the film, supervillains. Harley Quinn, Bloodsport, Peacemaker, and a collection of nutty cons at Belle Reve Prison join the super-secret Shady Task Force X as they drop off at a remote, enemy-infused island of Corto Maltese. But now, I think we're going to pause right here. So if you have not seen the rest of this film, if you want to see this film and you don't want spoilers, I'm going to stop right here and give it a couple seconds so you guys can pause, swipe out. Go watch the movie. Go watch I'm telling you, if you like superhero movies or if you just like action or comedy, you will like this movie. It's all there. It really is. Yeah, like there's scenes where you want to cry. There's scenes where you're crying laughing. It's just I just really liked it, but... If you are going to leave, thank you for listening so far. Hope you come back to come listen to our full review of the episode. But yeah, just want to take a quick moment say thank you for that. And we will be right back with the spoiler review of the Suicide Squad. Yes, sir. Oh my god, I can't hit pause. There we go. Okay, now, hopefully, if you're listening now, you have either seen the Suicide Squad or don't care that we're about to spoil the entire movie for you. Yep. So... I was late just about to spoil something, just yell it, just cause, <laughs> but I really would feel bad if someone's like, oh, I can't turn my phone off, I'm driving, oh, yeah. so I'm not going to say it, but, uh, okay, before we get into it, our buddy right now is just starting to watch it, which is super exciting, so he just texted us, as, just we're texted us as we're recording, starting the Suicide Squad, but let's just talk about when me and you went down to watch it, so we came to my house, when age been maxed, when we were starting, we were like, okay, there's some plot armor. Yeah. Harley said, Quinn's not going to die. Captain Boomerang and Rick, Rick Flag. Those no three, way. no doubt, they're not going to die. <laughs> so let's, we get into the film. Film starts off, you're meeting the team. She meets Savant, uh, Amanda Waller, who's played by Viola Davis. Incredible in this film. She, Viola Davis really goes all, all in. Oh, she does. She's nuts. Yeah. And, because I can spoil it now. She is one of my favorite villains just because she's so evil and she's not, she works for the government. She's just in charge and she's evil. Yeah. And another thing I love, every character in this film is evil, but the main suicide squad, they're working for good because they have to. Yeah. Like they're, they want to, you can, they're all bad. They are bad people. They've done some awful things. However, they're, they do some good. Like, they're doing their job. And they do some good being led by arguably the biggest villain. In yeah, the that movie. we've seen. So, that probably one of the biggest villains we've seen in, in DC, DC for a while. Oh, no doubt. Because me, you still have to watch. You still have to see Zack Snyder's Justice League. Oh, yeah. Because then you're going to really see the big bad villain. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they go on their first mission. They get sent to Cordo Maltese. We get the whole cast. We meet Blackguard, played by Pete Davidson. TDK, who's played by Nathan Fillion. Weasel. We, we meet Weasel, played by James Gunn's brother. 
uh, hoop, and then we have Savant by Michael Rooker. We have TGK. Javelin playing by Flua Borg. Javelin, uh, uh, Sean Gunn, that's his name. He plays Weasel. Mei Ling. Oh God, I don't want to say this wrong. I'm gonna say Mei Ling, Nidge, <laughs> plays Mongo. I'm so sorry if I said that wrong. NG. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's the main cast of the Suicide Squad. Of course, we said Joe Kinnaman plays Colonel Rick Flag. Idris Elba plays Bloodsport. Margot Robbie is Harley Quinn. And John Cena's Peacemaker. When we first meet up with the team, they are flying in on a helicopter. And this team is led by Colonel Rick Flag with Margot Robbie. Savan played by Michael Rooker, as we were saying. And then TDK's with them. Javelin. Captain Boomerang played by Jay Courtney. From, he made it through the first film and thankfully came back for the second film. We see them, they meet, and as they're jumping in, let's clarify, this is six minutes into the movie. Yeah. Six minutes in, Weasel can't swim, and they jump out in the water. They're jumping out of plane, getting to where they gotta go, and next thing you see, just big furball. Falling through the sky. Falling through the sky, make a splash, everyone's like, did anyone expect to see if Weasel could swim? Yeah, and Weasel dies. It was a laugh, and then you keep going. <laughs> yeah, you keep going. So they just killed off one of the characters six minutes in. So you get to the, they all get to the beach. Savant, like, pulls Weasel. You find out he's dead fully. And then Pete Davidson, Blackguard, stands up, and he had actually ratted out the team that they were going to be attacking this beach, and the whole military is waiting for them. But then Pete Davidson gets shot in the face. Yeah, because he's like, Hey guys, I was one who brought him to you. Yeah, he's like, I, it's me, it's me, and they shoot him, and then that's two characters dead. Yeah, I actually, real quick, I had a little theory when I was thinking about it. I think Amanda Waller told Pete Davidson's character to snitch so that they could bring the the, the military to one place on the island. Yeah, so then the other side could come around. Yeah, just like how through different characters, she gives different orders that do at points conflict with each other, no doubt. Oh yeah, because you you hear that later on, especially. We'll get to a point that I actually want to make in a couple minutes. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so we go to the beach. And all in all, the only people that make it off the beach is Colonel Rick Flag, and Harley Quinn. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Captain Boomerang, which me and Sean were shocked, gets hit with a bunch of wood because the helicopter hits a tree, yeah. impales him, and then the helicopter runs him over. It's very gory. <laughs> yeah. Both of our jaws were on the floor, and that was the point we kind of realized there's no plot armor in this movie. Yeah, like, we're like, no one is safe anymore. Because what, they killed, I think it's seven? Seven in, like, the first scene, right? Uh, uh I think it's like... I, I would say around five people. Yeah, I think it's like five. Yeah, it's Five of the heroes. Heroes. Put that in quotations. Yeah. In quotations, heroes. Of the protagonists. Yeah, there we go. Because <laughs> they're not good people. But uh, then, after they get attacked, Savant runs away because he gets scared. And Amanda Waller, with the bomb that's put into each of their head. Blows his head up, which then leads you to all the blood symbolizes. Oh, God, my dog is so barky. I'm so sorry. That probably picked up, but whatever. Uh, Savant, his head blows up all on camera, and it bleeds out to a Warner Brother Pictures presents. Castella Team, led by Bloodsport, played by Idris Elba. Ratcatcher 2, Polka Dot Man, and King Shark and Peacemaker. And it cuts to the Suicide Squad. Then we get a quick little brief meeting all the characters. How they get uh, Bloodsport to join the team is by his daughter getting caught stealing in one of my favorite scenes. Because <laughs> she takes a TV watch and Idris Elba loses it. He yeah, thinks it's the, the dumbest thing to steal. And they drop, if they each say the F word, I actually, I count it because my brother. They say the F word 14 times in 22 seconds or something like that. It's insane. There's a lot. Of, it was a lot. Yeah. 
But a really funny scene. So he joins the team to keep his daughter out of prison because she will be tried as an adult in Louisiana and will end up at the same prison that he's at right now. All because of Amanda Waller. Yeah. Who else, right? Evil woman. Evil. So then cuts back. They're back into the woods. I'm trying to like not tell the whole story because I still, even for spoiling it, I still want them to catch one of the jokes and stuff. But then we meet them. They start arguing about eating. Eating people. (laughs) Eating a bag. I want to just say, they talk about a beach full of penises and having to eat the whole beach of penises, okay? That's what they talk about. It's a really weird scene. And uh, you meet the characters, King Shark. You really start to fall in love with King Shark in that scene because then he tries to eat Ratcatcher too. But then he explains how he has no friends and all this stuff. It's really it's really a heartwarming scene. Yeah. You see that Ratcatcher is so cute. Like, she's super sweet. Yeah, it's the first time you really see the team in this movie come together and start to really work as a team and to rely on each other like that, which is – it's it's awesome to see, and they did it in a very comedic way and still brought out the console that is King Shark that you see that yeah. goes on through the movie, and he's probably one of the best characters, no doubt. And it was so funny because when Ratcatcher calls the rats all to her because she has this device that brings all the rats to – they can guide whatever she does. Whatever she tells them to do, they, they do. Uh, you find out Bloodsport has a rat phobia, and he screams like a little girl. It's so funny. So many good scenes. But, yeah, we meet up with the team. We then cut back to Margot Robbie, who eventually is captured by the Cordo Maltese military. And Rick Flagg is also caught by the Cordo Maltese military. Yeah. And then Amanda Waller tells Bloodsport – you have to go save Rick Flagg, even though no one told Bloodsport's team that there was other operatives on the island with them. They yeah. thought it was just their team. So then they go and they attack the base where Rick Flagg's at. And Bloodsport and Peacemaker are just showing off. Showing off killing people. All they people can do. They're the, they're the boys. Then Rick Flagg's drinking tea? Yeah, Rick Flagg was actually not. He was captured. He wasn't captured by the good guys. Yeah, he was saved, and the Suicide Squad just killed the whole group of. They were revolutionaries. Probably ninety percent of the rebels on the island trying to overthrow the government. Just murdered. Polka Dot Man has a funny line. He's like, he talks about his powers. He's like, John Cena's like, you think he does so polka dots at people? And he apologizes. Like, I'm sorry. He's like, I know my. He's like, I'm so sorry. My powers are so flamboyant. And Racket is like, no, it's cool. And then he's like, I don't like killing people. But then I make the that picked up on my headset. Uh sorry about that. But uh then he's like, it's so hard to kill people. So I just imagine that they're my mom and it makes it so easy. <laughs> it's just such a weird line that you just laugh. You're like, this dude's a weird character. And they play it out through like the rest of the movie. And yeah. you get one of those you get one of the best scenes when Bloodsport is doing He's playing Captain America from the first Avengers, telling each Avenger yeah. where to go and what to do. He goes to King Shark, big monster, num num, works. Num, he goes, num. you see who that is? It's your Polka mom. Dot. It's your mom. Just great scenes. Uh, and uh, I'm trying to think of how to like word it because I don't want to like give away the whole story. So I'm trying to like cut and go. Yeah. But uh, I think we should. Yeah, that's how we're going to do it. So we can just do like major scenes that we like really liked. Uh, after that, we figure out their plan. We find out that the Thinker has actually been working with Cordo Maltese this whole time. He's been working on Operation Starro, Starfish is what they call it, mm-hmm. for 30 years now when they had found Starro in space. Mm-hmm. Yep. And hmm, so, yeah, they kind of just took him out of his home and then they tested him for 30 years. And he gets bigger and bigger every time he, atta- he attaches himself to someone. Yeah. 
So by the time we meet Starro, Starro is 150 feet or something like that, they said. Yeah. Awesome character. So then they have to go on a mission to go capture the thinker, bring him back. Yeah. So yeah, they go to a bar. <laughs> and actually has such a funny scene. Because uh, Ratcatcher 2 has a rat that she keeps with him, keeps with her, Sebastian. And he's just so funny. John Cena makes the lady get him a shot. So the, the rat's drunk. Which I know, if I'm just saying this, someone hasn't seen the movie, it's like, a rat's drunk? Trust me, it's, it makes sense in the scene. It's hysterical. But yeah, then they capture the thinker. They find out they need to save Harley Quinn. And then they finally all do get back together. But as they get back together... Starro escapes, and now they have to fight a 150-foot starfish. Yup. And, uh, I haven't missed it. Oh, no, I just skipped one of the biggest scenes in the whole movie. What was I thinking? The disc scene? Yeah, the whole disc scene. My favorite scene in the movie. I just yeah. skipped. But, uh, no, so that when they finally get to the Thinker, and they get to Jotunheim, which is where Star's been being kept, they go downstairs, and they find out that the U.S. has actually been involved the whole time, and that's why... They're there. They weren't there to stop Starro. They were sent there by Waller to destroy any evidence of the U.S. being involved with this. Mm-hmm. Rick Flagg decides that he's going to stop it. He's going to grab the disc and show all the press. Yep. And comes to one of my favorite scenes as John Cena's Peacemaker interferes, pulls a gun on him, and they have a great conversation where Rick Flagg's trying to explain, like, they've been testing on children. Like, they're testing on kids. We need to get this out. And John Cena says, I'll do anything for peace. He's like, I'll even kill a hero like you. And I think it's just a really great scene. Yeah. But as that happens, the bombs that were supposed to go off later in the movie went off a little early. And they actually get collapsed on by the roof. So they're all everyone gets split up. But when they wake up, Rick Flag and Peacemaker get into an altercation. It's a great fight. It takes oh, place yeah. all throughout the basement. And as Rick Flag is strangling John Cena with a metal bar, John Cena actually stabs I should stop saying John Cena. Peacemaker. Peacemaker stabs Rick Flagg in the chest with a piece of glass. Right through the heart. Right through the heart. You get an actual look at the heart. Oh, yeah. And sadly, one of my favorite characters from the first one and this one gets killed off. I'm not going to lie. I got a little teary-eyed during that scene. because I, oh, yeah. I just love the character. So seeing him get killed off when he was being good, he was truly good. Yeah. But as John Cena looks up from killing Colonel Rick Flagg, I keep saying John Cena. Peacemaker. Peacemaker looks up from Killing Reflect. He sees Ratcatcher, too, has actually seen the whole fight happen, and she grabs the disc and runs. Yeah. He eventually does catch her. He knocks her to the ground, and he points a gun at her, and he tells her, he's like, she's like, why can't you just, why can't you just take the disc? I won't say anything. And he says that he's thorough. Yeah. He cocks the gun, the hammer of his handgun, his big silver oh, independence yeah, gun. Yeah. And then it cuts away, and it says eight minutes later, eight minutes prior, and it shows you why the bombs went off when we get one of me and Sean's favorite scenes. A guy named Milton's in this movie, and Milton sadly gets killed. It's not really that sad because you don't really care. He was their driver. He was their driver. He had no powers, and Milton gets killed, and it gives off one of the funny scenes. I don't want to spoil any of the jokes from it because I think it's a really funny scene. Yeah. But it gives you a great scene. The bombs went off early because Polka Dot Man actually drops them, and then uses his polka dots on someone, and it catches them on fire. And they cause an explosion, yep. which then lets Starro out. And Starro kills the Thinker in a really gory way. Oh, he yeah. tears off his arm and his leg on one side and then explodes him against him. glass. Yeah. It's really messed up. But then, thankfully, 
as the building's exploding, Idris Elba's character, Bloodsport, does start falling through, and you're like, oh my god, they're gonna kill him off. Yeah. There's no dead character. But he falls down in this super cool way. He ends up, like, surfing straight down. Yeah, he surfs straight down on each level. But then he lands there and actually stops Peacemaker from killing Ratcatcher. Because I don't want to give away how. But he does end up killing Peacemaker. That was a great reference. It's a great reference to an earlier part of the movie. Like, like you see how he's going to be killed. And you're like, ah. Yeah, they they foreshadowed it earlier in the film. But yeah, he saves Ratcatcher 2. And she explains that Colonel Rick Flag had been killed. And you can really see on his face that he's like upset because him and Rick Flag had served together yeah. before he would became a mercenary. And from there on, I'm not gonna lie, I love the whole Starro part, but I do understand why some people would be like, okay, this is a little much. Oh yeah, no doubt. It's a it's a 150 foot starfish with a big eye that shoots little versions of himself yeah. on people's faces. Yeah, and just tries to create his own army. Yeah, that kind that kind of sounded weird. My line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we can move past it. Uh, yeah, they end up, all the Quirrell Maltese army actually gets taken over by Starro. Starro, he has like, I'm trying to explain, it's little bits of himself that yeah. stick on his face, and they become Starro pretty much. They can, they talk for him, and they feel any pain that he feels, but the people are dead underneath. So once the thing attacks you, you're dead. So yeah, there's no saving There's them. no saving people. But then, with the only people we have left, which is at this point Bloodsport, King Shark, Harley Quinn... Pokemon Man and Ratcatcher 2. Yep. And they decide, they get told by Amanda Waller, okay, you destroyed Yonheim, you must you gotta come back now. Yeah. What she wanted is done. Yeah, what they wanted was done. They got rid of it on the evidence. So now as they're leaving, Bloodsport becoming the leader that he Amanda Waller said she would make him. The only upside to her character is she made Bloodsport a leader. Yep. He turns around and goes against her orders. Amanda Waller then flicks open her box to set all the explosives. Each character starts following and following and following. One by one. One by one. And as she's getting ready to do it, one of her little computer one people her smacks whatever. her in the head with a golf club. <laughs> yeah. Knocks her out, saving the Suicide Squad. And they start helping her with the mission. So I now... I have to do a lot of paperwork on Monday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so then they uh, they decide that they have to now fight Starro. So as they're running towards it... Bloodsport takes out one of his guns and he makes it's like a nerf gun he just keeps building onto it yeah. it's super cool but he does that he starts shooting at it but then you can really tell he's becoming a leader he's telling Harley take the high ground yeah. Ratcatcher's is kind of just standing there at this point but uh he tells as we said big shark num nums and then polka dot man he, he's hiding and he's like hey do you see who that is that's your mom! And it cuts to Starro, and instead of it being the starfish now... It's just a big version of the mom. Oh yeah, it's his mom now. It's just a huge version. For like 30 seconds, for 30. you're just cracking up the whole time. But then, he's, okay, then Polka Dot Man attacks Starro and starts shooting him. And he's like, I'm a superhero. I'm a motherfucker. And he gets crushed by Starro and he's killed. Yep. So then they kill off another member of this movie. And me and Sean at this point were like, what, what? the hell, yeah. dude? No one was safe in this film. Me and Tom, like, we're smiling. We're we're we're, we're so happy for Polka Dot Man. Like, yeah, he was finally happy. Rough life, like he's he's a superhero. He's who he wants to be, and then, in Suicide Squad fashion, boom, <laughs> gets killed out of nowhere. But then, he's event. They're eventually taken over by the small by the Starro people, the slaves, and Ratcatcher Two, the hero of this entire movie, Yo. gets all of their rats to attack Starro. And who else would finish it off but Harley Quinn? 
Harley Quinn eventually does kill Starro. I'm trying not to give as many. Spo- I'm trying to spoil stuff, but not give yeah. all the details so you can still enjoy the movie if you did decide to listen to my review. Yeah, if you decide to stay. But yeah, they eventually kill Starro. They leave on the mission, and Idris Elba gets Amanda Waller to let them leave and go free because he says if not, he will release all the stuff to the press. So they get to go free. None of them will die. Yep. And that rolls credits to the Suicide Squad. But then... So we get two little tidbits of information at the end. Yep, we get. And the two post-credit scenes. <laughs> and, uh... Should we bring up the post-credit scene? I don't know if that's, like, a spoiler we talk about. I think we should talk about one. Yeah. I think we can talk about the weasel one. The weasel. I want to leave the other one to the, everyone to watch it. Yeah. Okay, so there are two post-credit scenes, but I don't want to spoil the last one. Even though this is a spoiler review, I still would like people to watch it. So, the first one, it cuts back to the beach where everyone dies, and Weasel's just laying there. He starts coughing up And he water. coughs up water. So, Weasel lives, and people were saying, he's not going to die. They're not going to blow him up because they already took his bomb yeah. thing off because they assumed he was dead already, so they took him off the list. Yeah, when, uh, earlier, earlier in the movie, I believe, like, it was, it was like a flashing red button, like, yeah, something like, like that, and then they all went, they all, all went, went red. Like, if they right. died, they went red, and then they, you could see when the board got smaller and smaller. Yeah. So they took Weasel off. So Weasel actually lives. And you, I'm telling you, if you've made it this far, I, I am just going to say the second Chris Christ scene because I know some people might want to hear about it and why. Another quick one for you if you want to click off If you before, want to listen, this is what I'm going to say. There's one last post credit scene after all the things. After James Gunn actually thanks David Ayers in the credits, which I thought was really cool. Oh, yeah. He, uh, they go to the hospital. Goddamn Peacemaker lived. Couldn't have been my boy Rick Flag. Yep. And I kind of saw this coming a little bit. Like, I was still a little shocked. But at the same time, they had announced a Peacemaker TV show that is coming out in January. So I was kind of like, oh, they killed him off, but he has a show. But the show will be taking place in the past and the present. But for the mm-hmm. Suicide Squad, Peacemaker does, in fact, live. So that is the 20-minute review of the Suicide Squad. I know we might have missed some things. I said it would be a spoiler episode. I didn't want to give away every. I think we didn't want to give away yeah. everything because we still want everyone. To, if you have seen it, I'm sorry, but if you want to watch this to see if you want to see it, yeah, like, I hope we gave enough information to get you to watch it. Yeah, like like there are definitely a few arcs we didn't really touch on as much. Yeah, but I feel like yeah, I still want people to watch it. Yeah, but in gen in general, you get a great idea, and obviously you can hear it through our voices how much we love talking about this movie, how much of a great time we really did have with it, and. It's definitely worth worth the watch. I think top five superhero movies of all time. I would put it there personally. I think Some like the best. It might be a little bit below Green Lantern, in my opinion. Uh, that's fair. Ryan Reynolds' Green Lantern, best comic book movie of all time, and Batman and Robin starring George Clooney. Oh uh, yeah, both. <laughs> uh, both got snubbed for Oscars. It's not movie. even a question. <laughs> so much. But no, Sean's right. It's in my opinion, it is top five superhero movies ever. Marvel, DC, doesn't matter. Yep. But I truly loved it. And that was our review. I hope you guys enjoyed. And now we're going to answer a couple fan questions that got submitted. A couple doing with the Suicide Squad. The first one I'm going to answer is from Angelo. This is not about the Suicide Squad, but do you want Michael Keaton to stay as Batman after the Flash film? No. Really? (laughs) I want him to do the movie, but I want Ben Affleck still. Yeah. So I don't want him to join the DCEU. If they say we'll make we're gonna make a Batman Beyond and it's Michael Keaton and a young dude, do it. I would love to see that. Yeah. But I don't want him join the DCEU. I want him to stay. That's fair. His world. Yeah. So 
I personally don't want him to be in the DCU. Uh, personally, I'd like to see what happens when when Keaton like re- really takes the mantle back up. Uh, I'm more in a place where you never know what what could happen. He's obviously been Batman before. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, Hopefully, he's... he still does. So it's one of my favorite Batman. So like, yeah, I'm I'm more than excited to give him a chance and to see what he has to do. But with all the Batman we have now, and with Great. all the potential coming. I feel like it's just another another notch in the ladder. Yeah, like if he stays and does a couple more movies by himself, cool. I'll, I mean, I'll Go take it. it. I'll I just, be there. I don't want him to be the main Batman. Yeah. Uh, continue with the Flash movie. What are your thoughts on the upcoming Flash film? I'm crazy excited because I love Supergirl and Sasha Cali. I have a major crush on her. Ezra Miller, I actually really liked him. The second Justice League, I hated him in the 2017 one. Yeah. But I love him in the new one. So, I'm super excited. I like how it's a flat. It's gonna. He's playing the villain too. Oh yeah. He's playing. He's fighting himself, which I think is a very cool idea. Ben Affleck's in it, of course, my boy. Michael Keaton's in. So yes, I'm super excited. But I get super excited and then I get nervous because it's DC and I saw what they did with Wonder Woman 1984. Oh yeah. God forbid. I'm. I don't know. As you said earlier, I haven't seen Zack Snyder's Justice League, so I'm still in the camp where. Not the biggest fan of uh of Ezra Miller's Flash. He's definitely a good guy. Definitely portrays the the character well. The very Spider Man like like yeah that that was like my issue with he's it. He's the youth. He's the he's the fun loving one. So I'm definitely gonna see it. But and especially for Ben Affleck's Batman, that's gonna be awesome. But it's not something I'm in my head counting down the days for. Yeah, you know what I mean. Still, yeah, we still have a while for this. Is November or something like that? Oh yeah. But I'm actually going to skip the one question because I don't feel like talking about Sweet Tooth. But a quick little thing on Sweet Tooth. I like it. I'm only an episode or two in. Some people really like it. Some people hate it. I think it's okay. But And I'll be honest. I haven't heard of it before I came over to do the podcast. <laughs> so I wish I could give you my opinion. But I'll definitely go home, look it up, and give it a shot. It's the worst that can happen. Yeah. So uh, what's the name? Cliff Critics asked me, should Will Smith return for the next Suicide Squad alongside Bloodsport? Is Bloodsport superior? I hope they're both in it. Yeah. I Will Smith is probably the my shining star. Him, Margot Robbie, and Joe Kinnaman as Colonel Worth Play are my shining stars of the first one. Yeah, and it was it was a noticeable missing presence without Will Smith's Deadshot in it. Yeah, but I feel like I just Elba did perfect with oh, yeah, his no role. Doubt. But so like, it made up I think it made up for a lot of it. Even though I do I really wish Will Smith wasn't. Yeah, and I hope for like Future projects, be like obviously that they're they're very, they're very similar. Doing this for their daughters, uh, bad guys like trying to become a leader, all that good mercenaries. stuff. Mercenaries, yeah, like they're yeah. they're very similar, but they are different. Yeah, I feel like it would be great to see those two play off of each other because a their characters are so similar, and it's Will Smith and I yourself. Yeah, they're great it, actors. They're great actors. I feel like they would absolutely kill it. And my last question, which I think we can both answer pretty quickly. Yeah, this is from one of our buddies, Chris. Chris, how you doing? What's up, Chris? Uh, how would you compare it to the 2016 version? Well, the 2016 version is just a shitty music video. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. There's so trailer. many. Yeah, it's just a bunch of trailers. This was a movie. This was a great movie. Yeah, this was de- definitely developed better. This was... I feel like my problem with 2016's version is I feel like they had a lot of shiny object syndrome. Yeah, because one of those... Like, do whatever, like let's just have like let's just make it entertaining, but at the same time they sacrifice story to do yeah, so. Yeah, like and character development. But with this one, 
Yeah, they it was it was all there. Warner Brothers. All I'm gonna say before I finish this episode off is f you, because you gave James Gunn all this creative freedom, but when David Ayer and Zack Snyder wanted to make movies for you, and came back and came back after each time, you pretty much told them they sucked at their jobs. Here we are. You made awful movies then. 2017's Justice League is god awful. 2016's uh, Suicide Squad sucks. Yeah. It's just bad. So let this is for every company out there. Let the directors do their vision. Let them do what they've wanted to do. They they put their heart into this, and you can't just keep getting interfering with them. Spider Man three, like the one like Tobey yeah, Maguire's yeah, yeah. Spider Man three. They wanted Venom in it. Same way we didn't want Spider Man Venom in it. Yeah. Bad movie. It's whatever happens. Every time a company gets involved, it doesn't let them do their vision. It affects the movie, which I hope you get to see when we watch the X Men Justice League. Yeah, absolutely. But that was the list of the fan questions. Now to my, how I end every episode. Sean, so anything, any show, movie, or anything you would like to recommend to anyone? Um, my favorite show of all time, I'm going to recommend it to you, is Peaky Blinders. Um, Tom's watched it. Love I know it. he loves it. He, uh, It's not as big in the U.S. as it is overseas, but definitely if you can give it a shot. It's on Netflix. On Netflix, yes. Around season five. BBC, who originally made the show, partnered with Netflix, and now it's technically an original. Yeah. So they really do a great job with it. They like great, great characters, great, great stories. You love the villains, and it's it's my favorite part of it. It's a short watch. It's it's six hour long episodes a season. You can finish it in a little less than a day. <laughs> just just so you know, but uh, yeah, no, that's a great recommendation. I love Peaky Blinders, and I'm gonna recommend this, and I know. People are going to be like, that's what you recommended? Big Time Rush is on Netflix, everyone. Oh, my God. And yesterday, Big Time Rush actually did a Q&A for the first time all together in 10 years, I think they said. So, yeah, I like Big Time Rush. I know it's a cheesy show, but yeah, go watch it. Go watch an episode. But my big show, I'm probably going to recommend to everyone. I just started it. I'm super excited. And I will be doing reviews on each season. Yes, sir. Attack on Titan. I highly recommend it. I'm yeah. watching it dubbed. And it's, the dub's great. I didn't. I thought the dub was going to bother me, because it usually does. Yeah. But I love it. So those are all recommended. Both of them are on Netflix. Yeah. Season, part two of season four of Attack on Titan will come out in December. I believe so. Yeah, December, December, January. I'm, yeah. I'm halfway through. I'm on episode eight of season four. I got a little bit more to watch, and I'll be caught up. But I'm excited for you to watch it, man. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. I'm so excited. So I just want to say thank you to everyone for joining us for this episode. I know it was a little bit longer. We had a great time. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Uh, Thank you for having me, Tom. I appreciate it. No problem. Always a great time. Great time. Uh, this was this podcast is available on Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast. Again, I'm gonna, I say this every episode now. Nerd Soup, please do an interview with me. Ron Tomatoes is wrong. Love to be on your podcast. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, thank you, everyone, for giving us a listen. Thank you for taking time out of your day. Please like and share the podcast. And thank you to all of my sponsors. You guys are great. Thank you for making this a dream come true for me. And I will talk to you all next week when I will. Probably, next week's just a news episode, I think. I mean, you might even be on it. I, nice. don't know who, I don't know who the co-host is next week yet. Awesome. But thank you again. Have a good one, guys. Yeah. Bye, everyone.